This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? My name is David EJ Berger. You can find me at Carl Jr. on Twitter. And welcome to Training Camp Dialed In. I'll be featuring phone calls with NFL writers and reporters from the actual sidelines of camp, getting their first-hand accounts of the action from a fantasy perspective. This is the place to be all month long, as I'm bringing you three to four shows per week filled with football knowledge that's going to help your team win your leagues this season. So you need to subscribe to the Fantasy Authority feed, the exclusive home of the super short-run, super niche, and super essential podcast for the month of August. And we are back. We are back. What's up, everybody? This is the penultimate episode of this podcast for 2021. Did I say that correctly? Yes, I did. I do plan on being back next year for year five. I've had a lot of fun once again this year, so why not keep it going in the future? So check back in almost a calendar year from now. The calendar page has turned from August to September and the door is closing on the very thing that makes this so short run and so super niche and that is training camp and the preseason week one is in our sights it's exciting but let's face it you still have drafts on the horizon before that week one kickoff and you need this information that's about to get delivered about a team you will have many pieces from and that's the Arizona Cardinals I dialed up Darren Urban he's been covering this team for 22 years and currently writes for the Arizona on Cardinals website, azcardinals.com. So yeah, no one knows this team better than him. You can find him at Cards Chatter on Twitter, and he's about to deliver the definitive guide to the 2021 Arizona Cardinals. What are we waiting for? Let's bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, Darren Urban. Hello, Darren. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining me once again. Uh, very excited to talk about this Cardinals team. No problem. All right, well, why don't we hop right in? This Cardinals team has a lot of fantasy gamers once again fired up over some of their key players uh, who are projected to go early and often in drafts. I'm personally a Kyler Murray mega fan, and I'm excited to chat. Again, we've just wrapped up training camp and preseason. The roster is locked in, so we have a pretty good idea of what's going on with this team. But before we dig in and talk about this offense as a whole, I'd like to do a quick recap of last year to build into the talk about this year. In 2020, the Cardinals were 14th in total points scored, 6th in total yards, and fourth in total plays run. So they were moving the ball down the field often, but not always punching it in. And while Kyler Murray and receiver DeAndre Hopkins are the fantasy headliners here, this is a team that wants to run the ball, finishing sixth in rush attempts and seventh in rush yards. And while they do run about 76% of their plays out of 11 and 12 personnel, they do run the highest percentage of four wide receiver sets in the league with 20% of their plays in that setup. So there is opportunity for the receivers. But Darren, from what you've seen so far in camp, preseason, all of August, what should gamers expect from this team in terms of offense uh, for this year? for 2021 year three of cliff what is this team doing on the offensive side of the ball well i mean i don't know if there's going to be any kind of drastic changes by any stretch of the imagination i mean this is a team that you know has a dynamic quarterback they have some really good receivers obviously deandre hopkins they feel confident that 
AJ Green can be healthy and be a factor if he's healthy. Uh, they like having Christian Kirk in the slot now that Larry Fitzgerald is gone. Uh, and they like adding James Conner in the backfield to uh, Chase Edmonds. But this is all going to come down to Kyler Murray. You know, you mentioned the rushing uh, attempts and yards. And part of that is because they, he's such a dynamic threat running the ball himself. They didn't feel like they actually ran the ball all that effectively last year when it came to non-Kyler attempts. So they need to get better at that. And they need to get better at the intermediate passing game. But they definitely have pieces uh, to, to do some damage. They often get uh, attacked, uh, maybe justifiably so, maybe not. Get the label of the horizontal raid. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's one of those, look, are there times when it is kind of, are there times when they, it seems like they should be going down the field a little bit more instead of along the line of scrimmage? It, it can absolutely feel that way. I mean, obviously Cliff Kingsbury has a very strong feeling about being able to get the ball quickly to a, a playmaker in what is essentially an extended running play when with some of those quick passes and then you know hopefully the guy in space can make something happen it hasn't always paid off for them I think teams have been very aware of what they're trying to do and and how they might want to try and stop it but I I don't necessarily think it's going to just disappear out of this offense the question is is and I think this is a a big thing we're going to talk you know obviously Kyler Murray needs to take steps forward as a quarterback, but I think Cliff Kingsbury is still learning the pro game and, and it'll be interesting to see what kind of evolution he has as a play caller and a, and a play schemer. Have you seen any more deep shots from this team? I think this team takes a lot of deep shots. I, I, all things considered, I think the problem or not the problem, but I think what this team has to get better at is again, the intermediate passing game. That's that those 10 to 15 yard passes you know, towards the middle of the field. I think that's what really hurts them sometimes is the fact that they are in a, in a position where they, they need to not always be going on the sidelines or not always, always taking a big shot down the field. And I, I think that's hurt them in a lot of ways. And I think if they can figure out something more middle of the field, maybe with Christian Kirk in the slot more often and, and with maybe it's a running back on an angle route or something like that. I mean, I, I think that could potentially help them in terms of what they can do. But at deep shots, I feel like the deep shots, the deep shots come for this team. Uh, I think they take a lot of them, relatively speaking. It's it's the other parts that I think they need to get better at. Well, if the intermediate game is going to improve, uh, that's going to be as a result of Kyler Murray's improvement as well. But he is a certified baller, and he finally lived up to Fantasy Gamers' expectation last year in terms of his dual threat capability by throwing for almost 4,000 yards and rushing for over 800 and chipping in 11 TDs on the ground as well. He's going in the top five of QBs off the board in drafts. How has he looked at Cam, and how do you see Kyler's play evolving in year three how do i see it evolving i think that's yet to be seen i think ultimately this is a guy who uh again needs to continue growing as a quarterback uh which is not that unexpected he's only in his third year there is growth to still be had i know early in the offseason he's a guy who i think would like to run less or have to rely on him run running the ball a little bit less um and and it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out can they get the rest of the running game going? Can they be in a position where Kyler Murray doesn't have to carry the team with his legs, which he ended up getting hurt last year because he was running not significantly, but I think it slowed him down and it made him a little bit more timid in the run game when he was running the ball. And, and I think they need to get to the point where they don't, again, have to lean on that so heavily. Right. Like if all things considered, if, if this team is running as it should be, it's, it's peak performance. That means Kyler's running it less. I, I think, I think that's what he hopes for. I think one of the things that makes Kyler Murray so good is because of the threat of the run and how, 
how much he can do in the run game when he's running the ball. So I, I think they got to be very careful about, you know, having a quarterback who doesn't want to do it at all, because I think that's what makes him so special. But there is a fine line that you're walking and you always see it with a quarterback that can run and not just about the injuries, but I think sometimes you can fall into a trap where you're, you're thinking that you can, if something breaks down, Kyler will just run it and get us a bunch of yards. And you don't want to be in that situation. You want the offense clicking a lot more then, hey, Kyler will bail us out if, if, he need, if we need him to. Absolutely. And uh, as far as Kyler's health, he looks healthy or seems healthy as, as far as we know at this moment. Yeah, he's, I mean, Kyler's fine. Kyler was fine even when he was banged up. I mean, he did hurt his ankle at the end of last year. And if they had made the playoffs, it would have been real interesting after he got hurt early in that Rams game because he was in a boot for a while. But uh, he's fine uh, going into this year. And uh, I, I don't anticipate any problems before the first game. Do you see him stepping up uh, as a leader as he gets deeper into his career? You know, by all accounts, it seems like he's getting better at that. I mean, I'll be honest, because of COVID, I don't get to spend as much time around players as I used to. So it's really hard to get a feel for that compared to, you know, pre-pandemic. But I, I think naturally, as you mature, you're going to get better at some of those things. And so that's part of it. But yeah, I mean, the players say he, he is when he, when they're asked about it. So I've got to say he must be. Well, let's talk about the guys Kyler will be passing to next uh, in the wide receiver room. A lot of analysts mistakenly faded DeAndre Hopkins ahead of draft day last year over concerns of what his arrival in Arizona from Houston might mean for his production. And what it meant was that he was going to explode. He had 115 catches and over 1400 yards. What's the word on Hopkins? And do you think those numbers are a baseline for his production or is that maybe his ceiling as I'm sure this offense might want to be a bit more balanced I mean ultimately yeah I mean Hopkins has looked fine and there's you know DeAndre as DeAndre I, I do think they wouldn't mind being a little more balanced I mean 115 catches that was a franchise record you know they are hoping that AJ Green can make an uh, impact Rondale Moore can make an impact maybe Christian Kirk a little bit more so do I expect him to get 115 catches again? I think if everything is going right, I do not think he has 115 catches, but I'm not going to be surprised if he has 100 catches again. Uh, and and certainly if, if there's other guys that can kind of make it so that defenses aren't 100% of the time focused on DeAndre Hopkins, I think that will be beneficial for everybody involved. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. After Hopkins is a fun and explosive group that definitely we need insights about. Rookie Rondale Moore has a lot of people buzzing. Christian Kirk looks to still factor in. You've mentioned veteran A.J. Green a few times now, so it seems like the team is relying on him more than I think fantasy gamers are talking about right now. How have these guys looked, and how does this hierarchy break down after Hopkins? I know a lot of people are expecting more to potentially eat up some targets that used to go to Fitz, but it sounds like Kirk might be in that slot role. Can you talk to me about these guys? Well, I mean, obviously DeAndre is your number one how it kind of goes from there we'll we'll see i think rondale moore's had a fantastic camp i think he's looked good in preseason games i don't know if he's all of a sudden going to be somebody who's going to get you know 80 targets or anything like that but i i think he's absolutely going to make an impact on this offense uh christian kirk i think is in a better spot if he's in the slot because of his size and we'll see how that kind of plays out aj green's the wild card here if he stays healthy i think he can have a really good season he, but he did miss a couple weeks of camp. We're not sure what the injury was. Cliff Kingsbury was not talking about it. But I know last, you know, at one point, um, AJ had mentioned that he wishes he would have sat out a few games last year because of a hamstring injury and tried to play through it, and it probably cost him. So I think he's going to be smarter about that this year. But when he's been on the field, he's looked fantastic. He does not look like a washed-up receiver at all. So if he is able to be out on the field, I do think he can make an impact. Uh, and again, how the targets kind of suss out beyond Hopkins is, is really hard to tell right now. What about Rondell Moore? Uh, can we talk about him a little bit more for a sec? Uh, I'm personally a Rondell guy. I liked him coming out of Purdue. Is he living up to expectations or is the buzz that maybe he needs to uh, still develop more? I, I don't know exactly what I was expecting, but I really like what I've seen out of Rondell Moore. And I really like what I've seen, what they're doing with Rondell Moore in terms of some of the things, you know, the motions and the, and the jet sweeps and getting them the ball on the move. And, and that's the kind of player Rondell Moore was at, at Purdue. So I think they have high hopes for him. Again, I don't know if that translates into 80 targets or, you know, just kind of sprinkling him in more so. But I, again, I, I think even if he's only getting five targets in a game, he could still have a huge impact on any one week uh, just because of, how they're getting him the ball. And, and I don't, I think they like him enough that they're going to use him more than that, to be honest. And what do you think about the number 85? How are we feeling about that for Rondell? <laughs> well, he changed his number. Oh, he so did? So he's, he's wearing number four now. So oh. that's, that's what he's doing. He changed, he changed a couple of weeks ago. So uh, he did get into a single digit. I love it. All right. Number four, that feels more, uh, that feels better to me. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, deep, 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 deep. Dynasty favorite Antoine Wesley made the roster over Keyshawn Johnson, who played in games for this team in the past. Was that a surprise? Uh, do you have any insights on that? I mean, was it a surprise that Wesley made the team? Not really when all was said and done. I mean, I, I think a lot of people thought Keyshawn was going to be on this team, but I didn't think Keyshawn had the strongest camp. He was fine, but he wasn't outstanding. And I thought Wesley had a good camp. And, and Antoine Wesley is a guy that gives them some size, which they don't have with a lot of their receivers. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins isn't huge. A.J. Green is big, uh, but Antoine Wesley gives them that. And, and I also, when you start talking about the, the depth chart, there's six receivers. Wesley is definitely the sixth guy right now. Uh, and so if they have to make injury, injury moves or any kind of, of things, I would think Wesley is going to be one of those guys that you're always kind of wondering, could they do something with them and put them on the practice squad? Uh, because they need a roster spot. But 
I do like the things he showed in training camp. Like I said, I thought he showed well. He's got a history with Cliff Kingsbury having played at Texas Tech. And, uh, you know, again, finding some size at that receiver position, I think, was important. He had some pretty good tape at Texas Tech. I uh, always liked that guy. Okay, moving on to the running backs. This seems to be where the real value is on this team. But once again, we need some help, Darren. Both Chase Edmonds and James Conner are popular. Zero RB draft build targets, and a lot of people are advocating a dart throw on you know, Benjamin, depending on how deep your draft and your bench is. How have these guys looked, and how do you see this room playing out into the field? Well, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of both Conner and, and Chase Edmonds. I mean, Chase Edmonds will be your starter. I think ultimately it's a situation where I could see James Conner ending up with more official rushing attempts, but Chase Edmonds ending up with more touches overall, because I do think Chase is a little bit more dynamic in space and and they really like Chase Edmonds. James Conner gives them some of the short yardage size that they were probably missing last year. I don't think it's a lock that says he's, you know, vulturing every touchdown inside the five yard line for Chase Edmonds, but uh, I do think he gives them an option that they didn't have before. Uh, I think Eno Benjamin had a good camp. He's getting better in special teams. He showed he could return kickoffs. You know, whether he's active on game days, we'll find out about that. Uh, I think they like him as a runner, but but as of right now, you know, I think the other two guys are clearly ahead of him. What what you do with the Eno is, though, is you both Chase Edmonds and James Conner are, are free agents after the season. So if you like Eno Benjamin enough, maybe you're in a position where later uh, you go ahead and, and go with, with uh, one of those guys or go with Eno over one of those guys and let him move on or whatever. But I do think it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice group. And uh, I do like the idea that, you know, Benjamin is there in case there's an injury with one of the other two guys. Great insights, Darren. And uh, I think a lot of people out there, they want to peg chase as the pass catching back and, and James, the between the tackles grinder, but do they both offer a bit more of a blend of those positions than, than people want to give credit for? Like, are, are they both going to be catching passes? Are they both going to be getting those uh, the carries between the tackles? I think it's understandable why people have talked that, but I, you know, Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds wants to run the ball and he'll, he'll put it up in there. He, it's not a, it's not a uh, fear factor for him in terms of running between the tackles. And James Conner will tell you that he feels he was underused as a pass catcher in Pittsburgh. And they have been impressed with his receiving. And they, what they, what they want is for teams to wonder uh, and they don't want to just be able to, you know, lock down on, Oh, if Chase Edmonds is on the field, that must be a pass play or something like that. Or if they're both on the field together, Chase Edmonds is the one who's going to go out for the pass and James Conner is going to be the one blocking. So they, they certainly don't want that situation. Um, now, whether you know it plays out percentage-wise, we'll kind of have to see how that goes. Um, but ultimately, I, I do think there's a little of both for for both those guys. And I mean, there's no question Chase Edmonds can catch the ball, and there's no question that again he's probably going to be more elusive in space. But they certainly don't want to have it pigeonholed. Rounding to the finish in the tight end room, Darren, and this is maybe where it's most barren for fantasy points for gamers. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong, Darren. You, you could correct me right here. Max Williams is still around. Will the Cardinals have a fantasy-relevant tight end in 2021? Honestly, I, I would probably say not. I think Max Williams had a good camp. I do think he's underrated a little bit as a pass catcher in the role that he's going to have. But if you're sitting there saying somebody's going to have 50 or 60 catches and a bunch of red zone targets, I don't see that. Uh, really happening to be honest Darren I have two questions left and we'll get you out of here my first of the two is what is your gut feeling on this team right now in terms of how good it is I mean is this going to be a good competitive team that pushes for the playoffs and maybe beyond and in that context 
is it the offense that's going to carry it to the heights that it, it wants to go in terms of the Super Bowl and playoff success? I tell anybody that asks me about records and stuff. I mean, there's a, there's a range here. And, and well, first of all, you're assuming everybody stays healthy because obviously if that doesn't happen, that changes everything. But, um, you know, this is a team that I think if it, if it does what it's capable of doing, I could see this team winning 10 or 11 games absolutely and pushing for the playoffs. They're playing in the hardest division in football. And that is a tough road to hoe. But I do think they have the talent. Now, if they struggle and putting it together, uh, I, I think this is a team that could end up under 500, maybe, you know, go eight and nine. Obviously, you could win eight games and still be under 500 now with the 17th game. So, um, I, you know, that's a I think that's a that's a fair range for them to be in. I think offensively, they need to take steps forward. We talked about that. You know, defensively, this team, I think, has some pieces that could be pretty good. I mean, obviously, losing Malcolm Butler to retirement apparently uh, definitely hurts their depth in the cornerback room. But it's a situation where, um, you know, I, I think they feel like they can have some numbers that they, they might be able to be OK. You know, I, I like what they've done with the defensive line. I like what they have on the pass rush and that kind of thing. So we will we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. Offensively, they got a click. I mean, there's no, there's no way they're going to be successful if Kyler Murray doesn't take a step forward and and these guys uh, have more consistency all the way around than they did down the stretch last year. That's what really hurt them. All right, Darren, I have one final question and we're going to get you out of here, but it's a toughie. I'm going to make you put yourself out there. What's, right. your, what's your boldest fantasy prediction for the Cardinals <laughs> in 2021? My boldest fantasy prediction... I am going to say that, wow, that's a good one. My boldest fantasy prediction is that Kyler Murray is going to take a step forward, but he's going to have fewer rushing yards this year than he did last year. Well, I, what was he at 822 or something like that last year? Um, yeah, over 800. I, I think he's going to be more in the 650 to 700 range just because I think they're going to try and find a way to have him click a little bit more in the passing game and they won't need him as much running the ball. Well, I think fantasy gamers would like to see Kyler punch it into the more with his legs versus his arm. But uh, I think uh, for real life football, I love watching him air it out. So I, I want to see this leap forward and Kyler ball out with his arm. So Darren, I love it. You have said it all. Where can people find all your stuff? Uh, you can read all my stuff at azcardinals.com and you can find me on Twitter uh, at cards chat. Darren, thank you so much once again. And uh, this was incredible and I uh, appreciate it. And uh, until next year, have a great season. All right. Thanks, man. AJ Green, not complete dust. You are now dialed in. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.